This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey, and this week I'm joined by... Luke the Stats Man. We got... Tom from Retro Rugby League. And of course, Reese, who uh, chimes in when he can, and he's doing our producing, so he won't be speaking too much, hopefully. <laughs> but let's get straight into it. Uh, before we get going, Tom, we just want to introduce you. You're from Retro Rugby League page on Instagram. Do you want to... Give your page a little bit of a plug and what you do, mate. Sure. So Retro Rugby League is all about uh, celebrating the great game of rugby league, particularly through jersey designs and merch. Uh, I buy and sell uh, Retro Rugby League jerseys and also people who are looking for jerseys come to me and we help sort of sort out those kind of white whales and those uh, grails that they're chasing. Uh, but also I've been doing a lot of merch reviews and stuff of late. And there's been a lot of merch coming out, which is awesome. So yep. that's kind of what Retro Rugby League is about, supporting and, and uh, celebrating Retro Rugby League and modern jersey designs and stuff like that. Love it. And people can find you on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Is that right? That is correct. Retro Rugby League. Yeah, spelt perfect. Like a, spelt like Peter Volandis would say it. Rugby League. <laughs> I love Got it, mate. It. Well, Everyone, check that out if you're listening uh, at the moment. And we are actually live from St. Mary's Rugby League Club, which is pretty special. One of our sponsors on the podcast. Uh, thank you to our producer, Reese, who hooked us up there. But it's pretty cool. The beers are flowing. Luke and I are both uh, rocking beers. And we got some nice little uh, stubby holders here from St. Sports as well. But let's get straight into it. A bit of a merch update. Don't forget, you can go to rugbyleaguemerch.com where you can... Type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast. You can find shirts, stubby holders, mugs, hoodies when it comes around to winter and that footy season. Uh, you can also get coasters, bottle openers, pint glasses, steins, everything that you can pretty much imagine at rugbyleaguemerch.com. And 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. So check out rugbyleaguemerch.com now. Now, before we get into some footy for this week, Lukey, uh, we are rocking some hats. Of course, you can't see them on our head. They are behind us. They're a bit white. They're our league lids hats. Uh, Reece, uh, Lukey has his Tigers one. I've got my Roosters one with me. Don't forget, you can still check out leaguelids.com. Uh, a lot of hats are sold out at the moment. They are very popular. They're retro corduroy rugby league hats, if you haven't heard of them. Go check it out, leaguelids.com. There are a few still going. Uh, restock will be coming soon. And if you use the code RUCK10, you'll get 10% off. So that's leaguelids.com. All right, lads, let's get straight into the preseason challenge week two. Now, start off with the Rabbitohs and Roosters, and it was a game that was the battle of the second stringers. Uh, the New South Wales Cup sides took part. Uh, as a Chookies fan, it was still great to see the Roosters get the win. Um, it, it was quite quite a big score too, so it was really good to see there. Score 46 to 10, am I right? Yep, yep 46 to 10 there to the Chooks. I wouldn't say many talking points for me, not many real improvers, because they are New South Wales Cup sides in this game. So I think we can probably gloss over this game a bit because there wasn't really many first stringers. I don't know if you want to add anything to that one, Tommy, but there's not really much to talk about. Well, a question for you. I didn't actually watch the game, but Dylan Napa, of course, of yeah. former Premiership fame, how did he fare? It was good, mate. He actually uh, put in a put in a bomb at one stage, which uh, which shocked me. His kicking license wasn't revoked. It, uh, it was quite a good bomb. Uh I mean, it didn't really change the game much, but he was good. He was good without being great. I mean, poor Narps, he's, uh, he's not invited to Vegas, so, uh, you know, that's a shame. But, nah, he did really well, mate. All right, let's jump into our second rugby league game, which was Sharks uh, and Dogs. Yeah, Sharks and Dogs. Sharks yep. getting it done 12-6. to six. Beautiful. Sharks getting the win there. Uh, Lukey, did you see this game at all? A uh, little bit and pieces. Little, little bits, bit. yeah. yeah. I was actually... Really impressed with the Sharks because I thought the Dogs had this game. I thought the Dogs were all over it. Nah, I had the Sharkies to win, but I actually expected it to be by a field goal, to be honest. Okay, yeah. Nice um, and close. Yeah, both, both full-strength teams again. Yep. Uh, Nico Hines returning and Trindle returning from uh, their All-Stars uh, duties. Yep. Um, the Doggies seeing Stephen Crichton run out for the first time in their uniform. Um, yeah, I thought it was going to be a big game. Uh, probably expected more tries from both teams, mm. to be honest. But mm. it just goes to show the defensive calibre of both the teams that um, there was only three tries scored in the whole game. So, yeah, it was uh, definitely shocked to see such a low score. 
Bronson Cherry looking good. Second game back. I thought he was good in the first game. Scored a try. Um, looked good again in this game. I think he's doing really well. It is hard after four years out of the game. But yeah. I think he is doing great coming back. Obviously, it's going to take a bit of time. Tom, uh, player I want to talk about, mate, as uh, Reese, uh, sorry, Luke mentioned him just before, but Tricky Trindle. Uh, yes. Really going to be benefited by Matt Moylan being gone from the side. Of course, he's uh, over in the Super League. But I think Tricky Trindle uh, is is the perfect pairing for Nico Hines. What do you reckon? I agree. I've, I'm glad that you brought that up because he's one of my favourite Sharks going yeah. around at the moment. He's in my super coach team. Nice. Uh, I think this will be a year where people will look at the Sharks and look at Nico Hines and Trindle and be a little bit confused about who's actually running the show because yeah. I think Trindle will take off. He showed glimpses last year. He can do it. He's a mover. He's got a thick little body that can you know, get into places where he needs to, mm. but he's tactical enough, uh, and that might just take a little bit of pressure off Nico. It might hurt his fantasy scores a little bit, but... Um, I think this is a year for Braden Trindle to really shine and show that he owns that number six jersey or wherever they put him in the halves. Not that there's a great deal of difference in the modern game. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, uh, won the Preston Campbell medal in the Indigenous game as well. So he, he's had a really good start to the year already. Uh, look, Sharks, I've got them third. Uh, we mentioned that last week in my top four. Uh, so I, I think they actually do all right with this team. It, it, the, the, for the Sharks, it's going to be a case of whether they can overcome that first week of finals again because it seems to be the hurdle that they have every year is that first week of finals. They come in, they just cannot win that game. So I don't know what it is about the Sharks. But let's jump into our next game. Lukey, what was it? We had, uh, I think, it I think if I remember. Storm versus the Knights. Storm Knights, yes, that's right. I know Tommy was very high on this game before. Luke, before we throw it over to Tommy, Let's talk about Kalen Ponga, the man that swallowed a turtle. Now, he is looking absolutely ripped at the moment. Uh, did you get to see this game at all? And were you uh, are you impressed with his figure at the moment? Oh, no, I didn't watch any other game, but you'd think with a man of that figure, he could have put on more than 10 points for his team. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> we, we, we don't want to speak ill of the Knights. We do have Blakey, who is not on tonight, but he is a, he is our, one, of our, uh, one of our podcast faithful. He's a big Knights man, but yeah, the Knights weren't looking too good. But Tommy, take us through what you enjoyed about this game. Didn't enjoy much. It was absolute poo slinger. I think they're both shocking teams that put on an abysmal effort. The highlight of the second half was the Saifidi brothers trying to pull a Swifty on the ref. Yeah. One getting sent off and swipping with the other. And it was great to see one brother dobbing in the other. That's what <laughs> rugby league's about. Um, look, apart from that, I mean, it's just, it's what trials footy is about. Mm. And I think. You know, you, you talk about Kalen Ponga or last week, I think, Reese Walsh, and in your previous podcast, you mentioned the points differentiation yeah. between first and second half and super coach. What's really going on in their heads sometimes doesn't translate to what's going on in the field. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's hard to take much out of these games, really. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad that someone in Fiji probably enjoyed that game, <laughs> um, but I didn't. Well, that was my next thing. Uh, pretty cool to play the game in Fiji, boys. I think that was really... Really special for the Fiji crowd to actually take that game to Fiji. Of course, uh, Tui Kamakamika, a Fiji local, so he he was at his home home ground, which was really special for him for Melbourne Storm. But, yeah, not much to talk about. From a fantasy point of view, Ryan Pappenhausen, second hit out, looked okay. Um, I thought he was pretty good the first week when he scored that nice try for kick, but I think he'll ease back into it. Worried about him not goal-kicking, though. I don't know if I can take him if he's not goal-kicking. If Meany gets the goal-kicking... I might be off Pappenhausen for Supercoach or Fantasy. I just he gets added points for that. So I don't know. What what do you reckon, Luki? Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm a bit I'm actually against that because I think Pappenhausen without his kicking game, I reckon he could still you know score some pretty good big points. He's not in my team at the moment, mm. but there's a lot of trades to come through that the year. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. You get about 42, so it's not too bad. But Let's jump into our next game. It was uh, the Warriors and the Dolphins. Warriors and the Finns. The Waz, up the Waz and up the Finns. Now, uh, this game, 34-22 to 22 to the Warriors. And we want to talk on RTS. Tommy, we were talking a bit about him off air. And we don't really understand the people who are not enjoying what Roger's doing because I think he's come back really strong. And I think he's come back... The Roger we know. I mean, yes, he's playing in centre and he's not at fullback, but he's still playing good footy, Tommy. 
I don't understand it. I mean, I think people who are down on Roger Tuivasa Sheku got rocks in their head. Yeah. If you look at that first try, I just watched the highlights of it before when Montoya scores in the corner. He scores because a, a standing still Roger Tuivasa Sheck mm. attracts three defenders on reputation alone. It, it, like his high pedigree, his high power, his high work rate. Any team would die to have a player like that. And the fact that you can have a luxury position to shove him out at centre, yeah. I think he'll be at fullback by round 10. He's too good. And if the Warriors win a premiership, it really will be off the back of his efforts. The Sean Johnsons of the world and whatever will have to really cap it. But Roger's the man. And anyone who is bagging him doesn't have a clue. Luke, the Waz, incredible season last year. Uh, you know, top eight did really well to get as far as they did. Do you think they can go the distance again this year or do you think they die off a bit? Oh, no, I think it would have a repeat of last year. I think I've got them uh, pretty high up the order. I don't, yep. think, I don't have them top four um, finishing. I, I definitely think they'll uh, they'll make the semis though and, yeah, I think it could be another Cronulla case of make the semis and then die off round one sort of thing. There's a lot of teams in there in uh, coming through this year that are you know, are just going to be really strong, and yeah. you know they're going to put up a good fight. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I don't um don't have them going all the way. So. I think with a coach like Andrew Webster, you've got to expect him to be there. He's such a good coach. We saw what he did in the, through that Penrith system. So, I, I think the Wars are still there. Let's touch on the Dolphins before we move on to our next game. Now, Luki, what happened? Did Wayne Bennett fall asleep again? The Dolphins just died off. I don't know, heart attack. <laughs> mate, know, we, we stressed that last week. He, he might have a heart attack in the box, uh, mate. I don't know what happened to the Finns. I I'm really high on the Finns this year. I'm hoping that you know they they be close to a top eight. But I I just was not impressed with what I saw, especially in that second half. I, I don't know if you uh, thought the same, Tommy. What what do you think about the Finns? I- I want to be hot on the Finns. They're my second favourite team. I live on the Sunshine Coast, and they're basically the adopted team <laughs> yep. of here, but, uh, be it as they are homeless. But um, I really like them, and I want to like them. I'm confused about what's going to happen between um, the Hammer at mm. the back. What are you going to do with Jake Avarillo? What's going on in the halves? Um, do you want to have Sullivan and um, Isaiah Katoa, or do you want one of each? Um yeah, there's just some bits that confuse me a little bit with that squad, and I just I wonder where the best will come out of them. The thing I like about them is they have a good work ethic, and yeah. Bennett has built that kind of hard grit into them. But we saw last year that grit alone doesn't get you anywhere, and I fear it may be a worse year for the Dolphins than, than gone. Yeah, unfortunately, it's heading that way. Uh, from a fantasy point of view, not really much to talk about. Herbie Farnsworth, of course, probably a premium centre if you want to get him in fantasy or super coach. But for me, I don't pay big in my centres, not until closer towards the end of the year. I like to start cheap in my centres, so I won't be grabbing him yet. But he probably is the pick of the centres at the moment. Hammer could be a good option if he gets the duel. If he gets that centre uh, fullback duel, he's a great option to have. But again, plays Origin. They do have a round three buy as well, which sort of steers me away from a lot of Finns players. You know, you, you don't want to play him for two rounds and then have that blue dot in Supercoach or that red dot in Fantasy for one week. So. would be. Avarillo would be a guy to keep a watch on too. Yep. I think his best position is fullback. Yeah. And uh, I think if that happens, then because some good things could happen. I, I don't think they move Hammer though. I think Hammer made that his own last year uh, at the Finns. They did move him last year though. They moved they, him back to centre. They, they did. And we saw what he did in Origin at centre as well. Uh, played really well, scored a couple of tries in the centre position as well. So uh, let's jump into our next game that was Manly against the Broncos. Now, Lukey, that score there, Broncos 40, Manly 14. Uh, it gave the Broncos enough to win the preseason challenge, but again, it was a case of the second stringers. Oh, 100%, because we both know all their teams are over overseas at the moment. Mm. At the, the moment sorry. Um, but, yeah, it just goes to show what uh, what a club culture that the Brisbane are instilling in their juniors systems coming through yeah. at the moment. And mainly just uh, we're not up for the challenge. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And, um, you know, I think the Broncos uh, really uncovered some good players coming through their systems and uh, we'll, you know, look forward to getting those players a crack in first grade. But, yeah. you know, the team that they've got right now, it's going to be hard to break through that, to be honest. Blake Moser. Love Blake Moser. I think he is a really good young player. Obviously, plays hooker, uh, can play a bit of half as well, but mainly hook. Uh, he was good. He was really good. 
Um, it's it's going to be hard. Too. Sorry? He took some chances, too. I think he yeah. kicked that dummy half or something, kicked it down the floor, but it didn't seem to worry him. Mm. And I like that. Like, he's willing to take a take a partner, have a risk. Yeah. And I think that's what you want from young kids, to have confidence and to learn the experiences they go, but to have that confidence to walk into the NRL and say, I can do it. I think with how important the hooking role is these days as well, hookers have become such a vital part of any NRL team. They weren't so much back in the day. Like, you sort of had your hooker to give you that service out of dummy half, but now they run, they kick. You know, they pass. They, they, they sort of do it all. So hooker is so important. And, you know, if we see an injury or two to Billy Walters and then, you know, Corey Pakes, Blake Moser could be in. So not much to talk about, though, in this game. So we might skip over it. Uh, the next one we Can had. one question. Yeah, though. go for it, mate. Who was that absolute giant of a human who played for them? And he was interviewed by that lady at um, at the end of the game. And Prop? he was, like, double her size. I think so. He's yeah. only young guy. Uh, he oh, that, that, to, was that was That was me. <laughs> All right. That that, that was Luke Luke Phillips, everyone. Uh, Nah, Ben Ben Takura, I think, is his name. Yeah. What a monster. Yeah, he, mate, he could be anything. Imagine him and Payne Haas in your front row. Like, Payne Haas is already huge. And then you got Ben Takura as well. So, yeah, mate, he is an absolute monster. You're exactly right. But let's jump into the game we've all been waiting for. No, we're uh, we're jumping straight into the (laughs) Raiders and Cowboys game. We're not talking about the next game. So the next game we're going to talk about is the Dragons and the Tigers. Now, Lukey, Lukey, Lukey. Tigers first week, mate. 18-16. We all had our grand final tickets. We were ready to see the Tigers 2005 come to life. Bullshit, you bought grand final tickets that round. (laughs) Bullshit. Honestly. Benji Marshall, he was back in the prime of his life. Enter the Dragons and, mate, what happened? Um, that's a very good question. Let me just call Benji right now and ask. <laughs> look, I think we, if you look back at last week, though, we only won by two points and we did lead 10 points back in that game. We really should have won 18 to 8 or whatever it was yeah. or 16 to 8 or whatever it was. So, um, you know, last week wasn't really the greatest of wins, even though a win's a win and it's good and it boosts morale. wasn't the greatest of things. We come out this week facing the team that, uh, you know, we, we were fighting for Wooden Spoon, obviously, last year. Um, yeah, they, they're just experienced. I think Ben Hunt is a very good player, and his experience just obviously showed. Uh, yeah. We've got two, obviously, young... Like, we've got like, one young half in mm. Jaden Sullivan coming from the Dragons. Um, so, obviously, they knew a lot of how he played, and they really shut him out um, for a lot of the game. Um, Aiden Caesar, obviously, coming back to the, uh, the, the game and... Um, uh, and you know, doing really good work. Uh, one person I do want to talk about, Lockie Galvin. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a good shout for a first grade stint this year. Mate, he could start round one. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I too, reckon he's looking young. good. He's only eighteen. He's too young. It's all right. Um, Same worse. Nah, uh, I've got Sullivan and um, and Caesar to start off for us, and uh, Galvin to possibly get a run. Obviously, we, and you know, hope doesn't happen, but through injury, mm. um, or you know, if Caesar just needs a rest. Um, I think we went in with the attitude that we won last week and we'll do it again easily, and, yeah, it just did not pay off. Oh, mate, I kept um, a special uh, eye out for your uh, mention last week of Alexander Lobb. Yeah, uh, he was good, he? was good. He, he was ta- good. He is tall, man. Oh, I know. He the is tall. Bloke's like 6'4 or something wow. like that. I, I want to find it, but... Find what it was, because he was, he was tall. He is just absolutely <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, and he was really well. He was versatile on that edge. Yeah, you know, he could yeah. probably play a wing slash center. Yeah, but he could also use his height and play lock. Like, oh, he absolutely! Is massive. He sort of he sort of gives me that Adam Dewey vibes. You know, Dewey. He, Dewey. Well, <laughs> uh, I think he changed it to Dewey. Dewey. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. That's how, that's the Lebanese pronunciation. Yeah, right. Is Dewey? It's like Papalihi. Um, but he sort of gives me that vibes because. Adam Dewey is tall as well and can play centre, fullback, could probably play lock as well in, you know, any given... I mean, Jackson Hastings played lock, so <laughs> if Jackson Hastings played lock, you could play lob there as well. I was so close. Blake's 6'4". Six, 6'4". Four. Six, four. No, you said 6'4". No, I said 6'5". I said five. Oh. I thought you said 6'4". I thought you said 6'4". Oh, yeah, I oh, think check, you were correct. Check the run. Check it in. But, yeah, no, he, he's just, he, was a, he was a gun. Yeah. He was an absolute gun. And yeah. it's sad to see, see that this kid is doing that down there mm. um, and, you know, not getting a run. Honestly, if he was putting in the stats that he did on the weekend, I'm honestly so shocked that the Tigers didn't drop no far and bring this kid in because he is just uh, – he's a unit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as I said before, Tigers just went in with the wrong attitude. And Benji's even admitted that during the week. He's come out and said, 
um, that we had the wrong attitude and we've got a lot of things to work on. Um, I still don't have us for Wooderspoon as a shoe, Joey. Did Owen play? Yeah. Yeah, he had a massive uh, hit, but then he I, went I off. just didn't see him, sorry. He just didn't do much. No, he went off with injury for about 25 minutes, and uh, we were like, and every Tigers fan sort of hung their head and said, seriously, we've just bought another has-been. But then he come back <laughs> on, and he made a um, he made a crucial tackle, the try-saving tackle, um, and absolutely put it in. I think he tackled um, Ravalawa. Oh, Ravalawa. flogged him. Yeah, and nice. Flog, and flogged him. After, after he scored the two tries or before that? I think in the middle. Oh, right. I yeah, think, yeah, I think before enough. one. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> look, it was it was disappointing, Joey. It, it, it was. How, how many beers were flowing that night, mate? What day was that? <laughs> Saturday? I think it was Saturday. Oh, so yeah. we, we had cricket anyway, so a lot. No, I made it home, obviously, for the game, and, yeah, I probably had... <laughs> Too many. Uh, uh, upwards of five. Uh, look, we'll throw to Tom here, mate. Tom, let's talk about the Dragons. Now, Kyle Flanagan's been a bit of the talk of the Dragons in the offseason. Uh, lots of talk about would he, you know, I mean, some funny talk. Would he get the C because Shane Flanagan's captain? Obviously, uh, Shane Flanagan's coach? Obviously not. But there was a lot of talk about him taking a lot of kick meters off Ben Hunt. And in this game, I thought it was a bit more evenly poised, which was really good to see. I thought Flanagan took his chances. I thought he kicked pretty well. Uh, Hunt still did the majority of the kicking, and Hunt sort of wound back the clock a little bit in a great performance. It's a confusing pairing for mine, putting yeah. Flanagan and Hunt together. Um, I don't see Hunt... like Flanagan is an organiser, and when he was at his best at the Roosters, he did his thing, and Kiri was just running around like a, a Kiri of old. Yeah. I don't see Ben Hunt saying, can you please free me up to run the ball more? Yeah, that's um, right. Maybe 10 metres out, but I, I'm confused about how that would work. Do, do you I want the numbers, what? Tommy? Do you want the numbers? Throw, throw them at me. Throw them at us. Yeah, Kyle Flanagan had six kicks with a total of 152 kicking metres. Ben Hunt made 10 with a total of 313. There you go. So, and, yeah. Yes, I want Ben Hunt kicking. I mean, Ben Hunt is a great player. He controls the game. I want him running the show. I tell you what, if I was the Dragons right now, I'd be uh, ringing up Tristan Saylor yep. and getting him to St. George as soon as possible. That kid is too good to sit on the bench at uh, the Brisbane Broncos, and he would be a perfect member. We spoke about this last week. Craig and I spoke about this because there's talk that Tristan Saylor is going to the Super League. He's wasted in the Super League. He is such a good player and could be a fullback at any, any other club. So it sort of makes you think is going on with him and his game or is there something like does he have a bad attitude or what is it because clubs aren't lining up to get his signature what i think that, well there is a saving grace in, in super league now i don't know if you follow um footy hacks which is elijah taylor who used yes. to play uh, he had a great tip about super league the other day and and where once upon a time the super league was a graveyard for good nrl players mm. it's now been seen as a stepping stone okay i there's that rumor going around that the nrl wants to buy the super league i hope it happens oh. it'll be the best thing that ever happens to the super league we'll talk um, about that game a bit later jeez and i think yeah it wouldn't be the worst <laughs> thing in the world tristan sorry, sorry. could win a man tristan Saylor could win a man of steel in his first two years at super league well look um, at jack cogger mate I mean, Jack Cogger went over there. He came back in that Penrith system, won a grand final. Look at Bevan French. That's it. Oh, he yeah, was so good at 5 He's cutting that up in the Super League. Like, mm. yeah. Um, anyway, that, that's maybe there are things going on behind the scenes. And maybe there are things happening and, and attitudes there that don't work. Yeah. He's, he's, he's too good to sit on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. Or not even on the field. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just don't think... I think a player of his calibre could honestly be anything. So I was very surprised when I saw that. But look, let's ju- we've talked about the Dragons and Tigers too much. Let's jump into our next game. I think it's the World Club Challenge. Move on to Sunday. Now, World Club Challenge time. Uh, Wigan Warriors against the Penrith Panthers. Not without controversy. Um, all of us as Australians, I think we're on the Panthers side here. Uh, the ball was short. And he's promoted it about three times there, Joe Wardle. Uh, he sold it well. Sold it very well, Luke. He, he's, a, he's quite a good fibber, old Wardle. What do you think? I don't even think he sold it well. There was about 50 camera <laughs> angles that said he didn't. Yeah, true. I don't even think he sold it. I reckon he bribed the rest. 100%. Oh. There is no way you get away with that without something going on in behind the scenes. That is just robbery. I'm not even a Pandas fan. That is robbery. I got up to watch... A game of football at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it sucked. Oh, I could imagine your mum, mate. Was she watching it too? Oh, mate, she 
you know Lauren, she doesn't swear, and yeah. she was saying fuck all through yeah. that game. She <laughs> fuck imagine. fuck that. Mad she Panthers was, fan too. So. She was off chops. Yeah. Lauren, represent. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she was going off, Tom, honestly. And Joey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's for you, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Look, it, it was a case of Penrith, obviously, it's their first hit out since October. And Wigan, it's only their second week back, but they have played a little bit more footy than the Panthers. Uh, not not by much. It is second week back of the Super League. But I thought Wigan were really good. Mm. I, I was actually really impressed with their defence early on. But what were Penrith doing well, running the ball on fifth tackle so many times? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that, but we also got to address that there was three tries by Penrith dropped. Yeah, yeah. Not a Cleary knock-on, a, a mm. winger knock-on, and a... A kick out on the floor. Which doesn't like happen. No. Nah, which so. doesn't happen for Penrith either. Yeah, they, they, they botched it themselves. I, I heard something on the Levels podcast. Shout out to Willie Mason and uh, Justin Horro. But they were saying that in the Super League, the dead ball lines are actually shorter mm. by about five, ten metres. Oh, yeah, they're quite short. Yeah, yeah, they're quite short. And that was part of the reason why they weren't kicking on fifth. They were running because they they couldn't they didn't know what angle that to kick it on. That yeah. doesn't make sense to me, Joe, because yeah, kickers never. are trained to kick at the line. That's right. By that, I mean the try line. Yeah. So, mm. I, yeah, if the ball's running dead a little bit, that makes sense. But mm. just kick it an extra metre short. I mean, and that's the first all they try they favorite. scored was from a kick. Yeah. I, to be honest, <laughs> I have very little sympathy for Penrith in this game because <laughs> the squad that they've got yeah. should win that game every week. And they just didn't show up. I mean, yeah. they've got the players. If you if you line up the squads, you know, side by side, there's barely a Wigan player you pick over a Penrith player. They should win that game. And it's now four times they've dropped it. So whether it's a bogey thing for mm. them or what, um, look, bad calls go your way. But that was pretty early in the game that, that happened. And they left their one effort to make it back to the 79th point nine ninth minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think then, they've brought on themselves. But you got to address as well that call that was awarded to Wigan. Oh, the ref was in no. Sure. The ref was in a position to see that it wasn't a try. Yet he went up with try. Yet when Penrith crossed the line, he went up with no try. Why? Did, why was it he went up one way and not the other? This like, is the issue we've always had with the Super League, though. Is the, the English footy just seems to be so under advanced? It, it's not at the same level of NRL. Like NRL, your refs are probably over, yeah. over strict. Like they're, they're too lenient. But, uh, sorry, they're, they're they're not lenient enough. In NRL yeah. compared to Super League, so. But my question was, Joey. I asked this on Sunday morning, mm. and I, uh, you know, I, I thought about it a bit and whatnot. I get that we have to respect the re- professionalism of our referees and whatnot, but why is it? And I didn't agree with it last year either when Penrith hosted the World Cup Challenge. <laughs> but why aren't we having neutral refs? Yeah. Why? Why? Why are we having an England ref in England, and why are we having an Australian ref in Australia? Why aren't we getting somebody from another? But I feel like I feel like, like the Australian refs are pretty good. Like when, like when we had the World Cup yeah, two but years ago. You can't say we can't. You can't say let's go to England and have a different ref from yeah. not from England. But let's go to Australia and have an Australian ref. I don't. If if you've got a team like that sort of thing, like look at the cricket. How many yeah. times do we have in, the Ashes and it's um, an Indian and a Sri Lankan umpire? Like, yeah, you that's know, right. What are, you know what are we doing there? You know, why are we having? Referees from that nation, like one nation, not the other. Like, I guess they're, I, yeah. they're, they're just cheaper, mate. You know, you is don't you can't get a ref from Zimbabwe. <laughs> is, is this the beginning of the chink in the armor of the Penrith Panthers? I mean, we're talking about them you know, having to win a game by either having longer dead ball lines or yep. a different referee after mm. winning three premierships in a row and being in four grand finals. Mm. Is this the chink in the armor? Is this the beginning of the end for Penrith? Because I don't buy any of those excuses, and I think Penrith should have won this about forty nil. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree mm. with you. They should have won the game because they, yeah. they had critical errors. I was more talking about. I was more referring to that that very controversial call. Yeah, yeah, you know, like sort of thing. And, and it was. It, it, yeah. it definitely was controversial. And when you look back at the replays, it was it was wrong. But like, like the call, the call was wrong. But. I, I do agree, Tom. Like, Panthers had so many opportunities. Um, you mentioned it before, Luke. We three drop balls. Yeah, and three, what, three drop balls. Yeah, that's he was right. open. He was in clear skies. That's right. He only had to catch the ball and it's, he was running through. It's a really good question, Tommy. I mean, is it the chink in the armor? Is it. It's, it's too early to tell. It's and, so and hard to say. There, but, yeah, it, it's hard to know what will really happen there. But, uh, yeah, like yeah. I say, uh, it's something that we throw up with the controversy, and, and the calls are there. Yeah. Um, but Penrith should have won that game, and 
yeah, I, I think it's on their own heads. You've got 80 minutes to win a football game, and if one minute goes against you, there's 79 you've got to account for. Yeah, at the end of the day, it was you know it was a good win to Wigan, and uh, credit to them. But just before we finish this game, uh, Roosters have won five World Club challenges. I shut just up, like to shut say up, that. Shut up, shut uh, up, stop You know, stop five dogging. of them, and Penrith have won none. Hey! Stop talking. <laughs> up the chooks. No, I do, I do actually have another question about this game, actually. To be honest. What is it? No, well, not actually the game itself, but more about the preseason challenge. We saw on the weekend the Chookies, Brisbane, Manly and Rabbitohs all put reserve-grade teams on the field because their teams are over in America. Yeah. Right? We all, yep. we all can say that. Mm-hmm. Why weren't Panthers allowed to put a reserve-grade team in? For the preseason challenge and give their preseason because they were already winning. Well, they should have already won silverware no, at the, the World Club Challenge. It gives it gives their reserve graders a chance to have that. Do they have challenge. reserve graders? Yeah, they do. And there's reserve grade. Come on. <laughs> do they have a women's team either? Yeah, they do. The Tasha Tasha Gale. Oh, got. they do now, do they? They've got two two women's Tasha they Gale. They haven't played yet. Yeah, they have. They lost uh, 72-4 the other day. And then, <laughs> Sorry. And then the they, next they, week, they haven't played in the NRLW yet. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but the Tasha Gale Cup, they beat yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, but nice. yeah, why, why are the NRL uh, not... Uh, and this, I would say that for any team that I, was playing World I, Cup. I, I honestly think it was because of the World Club Challenge. I think it, it didn't matter what team would have been in the World Club Challenge, they wouldn't have played the preseason. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why. I have no I, idea. I think that's the what perfect is? chance for their reserve grade team. Any, oh, yeah, any club's sure. reserve grade sure. team to have a run end... If that's their reserve grade team taking the field, they're playing NRL team. So mm. even if they came up a, a full strength Sharks, Tigers, Dragons, or anything, that's their challenge. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think that I think that's a good thing that the NRL should consider. I suppose two points on that. One is the question: Was that an NRL decision or was that a Panthers decision? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, and two is that I suppose them opting out does allow for um, straight fixtures every week and not a buy. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So fair enough. I don't, I can't recall if that happened the year before as well. Well, I'll just have a look. But yeah, yeah, have a quick look. But I, I, I'm pretty sure it did. I don't think Panthers. Oh well, I mean, knowing Penrith, they probably did win the hundred thousand. They probably didn't even play. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll move on to our next game while Luke's looking that up. I think it was our Raiders game, wasn't it? Raiders and Cowboys, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah, we well, yep. 20, uh, uh, Raiders twenty six, Cowboys thirty six. Yes, beautiful. So. Cowboys going to win in that one. Full strength sides with both of these teams. Cowboys obviously had a understrength side round one of the preseason challenge. So really good to see the hitouts there. I think the biggest talking point, and from a fantasy and super coach point of view, Tommy, Ethan Strange. Now, he was really good before he got that uh, that Simbin. So whether he'll be suspended or not is yet to be seen. But... I still don't think he has the number six jersey lined up. I think that's KO Weeks's at the moment. I'm a super coach rookie. I hedged my bets and I actually got both in my side. Nice, um, nice. Because Ethan Strange could play somewhere else, like yep, centre. Centre. Except yep. for that, is it Schiller? Josh Schiller or something yeah, like James that? Yeah, James Schiller, yeah. He's, he's good. Like, yeah. He's a bit like Curtis Scott without, hopefully, without the off field trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like he's a really good um, outside centre and, and someone who'll punch holes and stuff. KO Weeks from mine, I mean, only a few years ago when he was at Manly, uh, there was a little period where I think Tom Trevojevic was out and they still had Ruben Garrick on the wing. And there was question yep. marks on what would happen when Tom came back mm. because KO was going so well. He's a big body. He moves well. He's versatile. I like him at six. He'll obviously have some stuff to figure out and to feel out. Um, and I would think, yeah, Ethan Strange is a guy you start to bleed into your system and in the future you maybe have to choose between the two um yes ko is probably the closest thing you could you could fit into a jack white sized hole yeah look they have options too. i have to agree strange could play center i don't personally think he does i think you're exactly right i've actually got james schiller in Supercoach, very cheap at the moment uh on my bench and i think he will start i've also got seb chris to come back too so I think Seb Chris uh, goes straight into that centre role as well. And I personally think Chevy Stewart gets to start at fullback, Savage on the wing and Rapiner on the other wing. So, uh, Is Savage out of favour? So what I've, what I've heard, and I was talking to the boys about this last week and a couple of weeks ago when I did my uh, fantasy uh, episode with Daniel Long. Longy, shout out to Longy, NRL casual athlete. But when we were talking about it, the mail I had out of Canberra was that, yeah, Chevy had won the race. So even in New South Wales Cup, Savage was playing wing and Chevy Stewart was playing fullback. So in reserve grade, Savage couldn't even crack fullback. 
So you, you think if he's not playing reserve, if he's playing wing in reserve grade, he's not going to play fullback in first grade. He seems the type of player that Ricky Stewart wouldn't like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the outside world looking in. Yeah, um, yeah. I fear that his days may be numbered in the green. It's it's going to be interesting for the Raiders. Obviously, I've got them for the spoon, which I've said before. I just don't think they have the experience to get through. But let's touch on the Cowboys, Lukey. Now, Cowboys getting the win in this one. Full strength side, Tommy Dearden back, Valentine Holmes. But the man I want to talk about, Tom McKayley. Did come from the Tigers, just saying. <laughs> yeah, but now he's good. Now he's at the cows. Uh, <laughs> he was good for us. He was just lazy. He was, he was very lazy. Look, hasn't been... Put into oh actually I think he has now he's been put into the top thirty for the cows hadn't confirmed been confirmed today yeah confirmed today so if you do play super casual fantasy get on him he's very cheap and I think he'll get a bench spot oh uh, actually he might because uh, Cohen Hess has been ruled out for the season yes with a and, ACL tear and Lane Lua gone to the Dragons as well so there's there's room there there's yeah. room not a big loss with him to be honest. <laughs> I like Leilua, actually. I think it is a loss. I yeah, really I think like it's him. big for the Dragons. Going back home, uh, he'll, he'll be good for them. But, yeah, talking about the cows, uh, Tom McKayley scored mm-hmm. a try. It was really good. What did you think? I think he bagged a double, actually. Did yeah, you? I think he might have. I think oh, he might have. I can, uh, I can pull it we'll up We'll get the stats man to check. But yeah. he is one that I was waiting to be put in the game in fantasy and supercoach. He wasn't in the game until uh, a couple of days ago. So now that he is in the game, he's in mine. Boom. Was it a double? He bagged a double, 47th and 78th minute. Look at that. That's why they call you the stats man, mate. Because I'm on it. I'm up here. You're on it. I'm up here, buddy. Up, up here for thinking. Yeah, exactly. I love I'm it. Here, I love it, mate. But, yes, no, very good game there. And let's finish off with our last game, Parramatta Eels against the Gold Coast Titans. Now, a game where they both brought their full grade, uh, first grade squad. Sorry, uh, Tommy Weaver, mate. You spoke about him first week. Thought he was good. He came on a bit later in mm. the piece. Obviously, they had Foran and Tanner Boyd back. But did you get to see him at all? Run around. I had a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a uh, watch of this game. I definitely agree that he did not come on um, early enough. Mm. I definitely think he needs more game time. He needs more control. Um, you can't. You know, come on and then uh, pick up after people's mess. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I thought the Titans were pretty good. Did Titans win this game, actually? No, they lost uh, 26-16. 26-16. So, look, the Desi Hasler era has started. And I think Desi Hasler is the right coach moving forward for the Titans. It'll be really interesting to see whether they can actually, you know, move up in the ranks. I don't think they get any higher than probably 10th spot, no. to be honest. I mean, that and that's, that's being nice. But uh, Parramatta, though, looked good. Good without being great. I thought Mitch Moses was really good. Uh, rest of the team, mm, you know, Tommy, Mike Acevo looks set to miss the start of the season. Uh, didn't he take an early guilty plea? Three games. Did he? Three games. Yeah. Three oh, games. I didn't. I, I didn't catch that. Three weeks. Three possibly. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three. Three, ga- three games. Uh, oh, jeez. I think he played guilty. Don't have him in Supercoach or Fantasy, but you know what? It does open the door up for Shawnee Russell and, of course, Will Penasini, who I've got in my fantasy team. Now, if you're looking for a bit of an upside with a centre, go for Penasini. He is in for a big season. But, Tom, were you impressed with the Eels, mate? Oh, actually, sorry. Tommy didn't catch this game. He told me before. Uh, (laughs) The Eels, mate. Mitch Moses was on fire again. Do you think he can have a good season and be the halfback the Eels need? Maybe, but... I'm not high on the Eels' chances. To be yeah. honest with you, one six seven nine is not doing it for me. I no. like Clint Gutherson as a player in terms of his effort and his energy. I, I don't know if they win a premiership while Clint Gutherson is at fullback or at the club. Dylan yeah. Brown is not my favourite 5'8", as much as everyone else is hot on him, and 9 is, is way up in the air as, as to whoever who takes that spot. Is this the year Mitchell kicks on? We've been saying that for 10 years, so I don't know. He had a little taste of origin uh, last year and seemed to go well in it, but it's just not much for me to like, I think, unfortunately, for Parramatta Sands, and uh, the sun will explode before Parramatta win another premiership. <laughs> he needs to go join his old mate, Lukey Brooks, and uh, maybe have a bit of a sea change. He might he might need to leave Parramatta, uh, maybe head back to the Tigers, hey? Play alongside Luai. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a no from Luke, but... That is it, boys, for the pre-season challenge. Uh, Reese, haven't really heard from you much, but I just want to talk to you about Gibson's Country Style Jerky, mate. Now, 
Best jerky going around. Uh, look, some great flavours. Teriyaki, honey soy garlic. they got pepper steak as well. And now if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off your jerky. Gibson's Country Style Jerky. You can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or go to their website at gibsonscountrystylejerky.com.au. All right, boys, let's jump into a bit of uh, Dynamos and Dungs for Trials Week 2. Now, Dynamos, we always give our good players. Dungs, we give our worst. Uh, it, it's it's hard to tell in Trials, but I think we've gone through a little bit of them. Luke, did you want to start us off with your Dynamos? Or uh, look, just bring it from the Tigers game, mate. No, <laughs> no, no I don't want to. <laughs> sorry, sorry we'll, we'll start off with the Dungs first yeah. uh, and then go to the Tigers game. I, d- I do actually have a Dung, and it is from the West Tigers. <laughs> and it's uh, one of my favourite players at the moment, uh, Mr. Jareem Buller. He, oh. he was uh, he was not good on the weekend. Dream the dream. Yeah, dream the dream. Dream well, the nightmare he was. Oh, he was a nightmare on the weekend. Oh, let me just pull this up. He was so good coming through yeah. last year, like rookie, or almost rookie of the year. Per- almost rookie of Personally, the year. Personally, for me, I had him as rookie of the year. I thought he had a great season. But whether he can live up to the hype this year, I mean, you know, being coached by the great Benji Marshall is pretty special, but yeah, uh, and Greg Inglis, yes, yeah, and Inglis I saw. But how many errors did he have? Could oh, you yeah. find them? No, he only actually had the one. I oh. thought he had. Well, that's according to the thing. But I, I swear I saw two or three knock-ons from him. So um, <laughs> they might have looked the same out there at uh, Campbelltown. Uh, I think after about the seventh beer, everything looked the same. To be honest, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yes, he just did not have a very good game. Uh, he's uh, he he jumped early at a ball and then yeah. it landed on the ground and bounced back and they got possession. Um, yeah, that that knock on obviously that I can definitely recall the other three. <laughs> I'm hallucinating, but anyway, um, yeah. So he was my dung for the week. I think that's pretty fitting. Yeah. Did you have a dynamo for us, mate? I do. Uh, probably going to be Makalele. No, it was not Makalele. <laughs> if that's how you want to put it, I am going to chuck over to uh, Melbourne Storm. Very nice. Unfortunately, and uh, it will be. Um, Kamikamika, however say his name. <laughs> Tui Kamikamika. Yeah. Kamikamika. Yeah. yeah, him. Um, I just think, yeah, like you said earlier, being on his home soil, I, yeah. thought, he, I thought he put up a good fight. He um, did. He was, he, really he was very strong. Um, if I just chuck it on here. In the leadership team this year too. So yeah. I think she'll get a starting role. Christian Welsh has moved to the bench, which is yeah. very interesting. He was captain last year. Isn't captain, isn't even in the leadership squad this no, year. So Kamakamika yeah, no. could be starting. Kamakamika had 16 runs. He had 171 metres, 86 post-contact. post, 86 post Yeah, very nice. Um, with two tackle breaks. So I think, you know, uh, a, a leading prop um, of the team. You know, those are the numbers you want in week in, week out. And I yep. think if he can produce that, Melbourne are going to be a very tough team to beat this year. However, I want them to come last. <laughs> Definitely an avoid, though, in Supercoach <laughs> or Fantasy. Don't jump on him. He's just not fantasy relevant. Just doesn't get those, uh, nah. those stats required. But... But he, but he put in a good effort this week. He really did, and and he was a great player. Let's jump over to you, Tom. Did you have a Dynamo, a player that you thought was really good in Trials Week 2? Uh, I'd be interested to hear your stats on this if you've got some, Luke, but I thought Wade Egan was really good for, yeah, the, for Warriors. the Warriors. Yeah, uh, He did that really shifty little move where he looked left and, and passed over his shoulder right to uh, Bitch Barnett, I think it was, near to the post. Uh, Wade Egan was on the cusp of being the guy at the mm, Panthers yep. uh, and has gone to the Warriors, had some tough years, uh, got his absolute head ripped off by someone a few years back or something. And and I think now we could see the, the best of Wade Egan. Mm, yeah. uh, any stats to throw there, Luke? Yeah, I do. Uh, so he had eight runs for 67 metres, 27 post contact. He uh, made 29 tackles, only missing the one. Pretty good. Um, he had one kick. For 72 meters, um, and he made. Pardon? How many minutes? Played? Oh, because it's the trials. Everyone's. It says on the NRL app, everyone uh, played 80. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, um, when we get into the um, when we get into the real season, I can tell you minutes. But I didn't see. I didn't see Freddie Lustig on for long. So I think Egan mm. played bulk. He must. Have, he must have played uh, majority 50 or of the 60. Game. I reckon. Um, but yeah, no. Unfortunately, I can't tell you how many minutes. Um, so the tale of the tape there probably doesn't tell us anything like super outstanding yeah. about him, but mm. there's just some really nice little touches. I've talked about Roger enough, but I really think, yeah, <laughs> Roger, this is the year for Roger. Um, Roger that. <laughs> e- Egan's a really good player, but I worry about his injuries. He can get he, he gets injured very quickly. A uh, bit of a glass jaw like Adam Reynolds, as we always talk about, glass jaw Renault, but Wade Egan is another one that can get injured quite quickly, but... Tommy, did you have a dung for us, a player or a team that you thought weren't great? I didn't watch heaps of this, but from the little bit I saw, this worried me. Api Corusau 
was a almost seemingly a turnstile for the mm. Tigers through the middle. That's a worry because yeah. he is the guy who's supposed to be turning things around. I like I like Appy. I like what he's about football sense. I'm not in love with some of his off field stuff, but um, yeah, I thought Appy was a disappointment in a in a really disappointing side. And you want your leaders to be showing the way, not showing the wrong way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's. Look, I, I, I personally think Appy will be the man there this year. I think he's he's got massive upside there at the Tigers, but you can't be doing that. You can't be a liability in defence. I think it, uh, it, we know defence wins games, so I, I don't think it helps when he is doing that. But that is a great shout for a dung. Jumping over to my dynamos, it comes from the mighty Chooks, the uh, the second string Chooks, of course. No, you're not allowed to. <laughs> I'm not no, allowed to. No, oh, you sorry. Pick another game. Okay, I will. I'll pick a different <laughs> game. Uh, it was the Rabbitohs against the Roosters, and uh, it was the fullback, Callum Gromick. Now, he was really good. If you had him in fantasy, he scored 60 points, two tries in 80 minutes, two try assists, 140 run meters as well. He was really good. Obviously, he's probably not going to get a spot because you got... Tedesco, and then if Tedesco is injured, you got Manu, and then if Manu's injured, you got Suwalihi. So you got three international fullbacks probably before he even gets a run. But he was really, really good at fullback, and I was really impressed with what I saw from him. Uh, on the other hand, Dungs, the Rabbitohs, Braden Burns. Now, Braden Burns is an NRL player, and for me, has been around for a little while now, and he was just not good. I mean, the Bunny scored 10 points, and I know it's not all on Burns, but Burns was the man that should have probably led them out of trouble a little bit. So, for me, Braden Burns is my dung. But that is it for Dynamos and Dungs for this week. Let's jump into our next part of the podcast, boys. It's a bit of Supercoach and Fantasy Chat. We've done that sort of throughout. Uh, I want to talk a few cheapies. We talked on the Raiders, boys, and Tom McAuley, but one that I'm looking at... Well, I wouldn't call him a cheapie now, but he's more a mid-option. But he's a bit of a pod. I don't think many people have him. But it's Luke Metcalf from the Warriors at 5'8". Yeah. And I really like him because he's got that upside where you you probably know he's going to be picked at 5'8". Most weeks. That job security is pretty high. Uh, I don't think Tamari Martin takes the 5'8 role this year. I probably don't think Harris Tavita takes it either. I think Harris Tavita could be a 14 or, you know, has to bite his time back into the team. But I think Luke Metcalf, without injury, is a very solid option. And the reason I mention him is I had Kyle Flanagan in my team because he was very cheap. But I'm thinking of upgrading him. I do have the cash to upgrade Flanagan to Metcalf, and I'm thinking that might be a better idea just points-wise. I think Metcalf's going to get me a few more points. He is a bit more expensive, but I think the upside is greater there for Flanagan. Are there any cheapies or uh, pod options on your radar, Tommy? I did actually have uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita. Nice. Um, I'm not sure what will happen with him. I like him as a bat. Like, he's a good defender. Yeah, like, he I remember is. When he came in and he was all about the flash and the flair, and that's what people wanted to see. And in his last couple of years uh, in rugby league, when he was contemplating leaving and did leave the game, he was whacking blokes. And I really like what he's about. Yeah. Um, is that where the Warriors are at at the moment? I'm not sure. And so you're probably right. Luke Metcalf is probably the guy instead. Uh, I did say I do have both uh, Ethan Strange and K.O. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Ben Travojevic is the one that I have picked very early on and before that first trial, and I'll be holding on to him. Yeah, Ben Travojevic is a great shout. I had Joshy Schuster originally until I found out that he was injured, and I've brought Ben Travojevic straight in. Does have that second row and center duel, so he's a great option to have, and he's cheap as chips. I mean, just have more than KO Weeks. Yeah, and just having him starting in your center, like it just helps. And because the Vegas teams are already out, you sort of have that. Uh, leeway to change it after if you need to and you sort of know that he's already playing so great shout there talking about Vegas let's speak about Sunday afternoon now Vegas baby it's happening Viva Las Vegas you should have got that song Reese. Uh let's talk about Vegas 1.30pm will be kickoff on Sunday Australian time that is uh, I don't know what that is in America I think 7pm or something who, who cares really 1.30pm in Australia Bron- uh, Manly against the Rabbitohs now let's give our predictions who have we got Lukey Brisbane no it's Manly and the Rabbitohs mate oh sorry <laughs> my bad Brisbane I, I was actually <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I was, what I was thinking was, I was thinking, damn, it'd be good to have like a Chucky's Rabbits game over there. And that's oh, why, I was, they that's why I was thinking. They, they missed a trick. They should have done that. Yeah, they should have. And that's why I was thinking when you said Manly, I was like, yeah, nah, yeah. Brisbane, 100%. Um, no, Manly or Rabbits, oh, Jesus. If Rabbitohs don't win, then my prediction of them not even making top eight is going to come true. 100%. 100%. What do you got for us? Give us a score. Uh, I've got... If the Rabbitohs win, which they should, <laughs> I've got them 28-10. If, nice. Manly, if Manly win, 16-14. Oh, I like it. Now, look, Luke has to say that Souths will win because his missus is a South supporter. No, I don't. Um, Rabbits you know. suck. <laughs> <laughs> but, Tommy, who have you got in this one? Yeah, that's a tough one. I agree with you, Luke. If Rabbitohs win, I, was, I would have said 26-10. So we're nice. thinking very similar wavelengths there. I think if Manly get up, I, I would think maybe an 18-6. Yeah. For me, it all hinges on Tom Travojevic. I've bought into the hype that he's back. I don't know if you watched that Manly Way documentary yeah, series yeah, yeah. saying that he's running faster than he ever has before. Whether that's just for the cameras, I don't know. But I've bought into it. I love Tommy Turbo and I want to see him absolutely killing it. When I look at the squads stacked up side by side, it's a lot closer than you think. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there really are two linchpins. See, the Tom Travojevic, and then what does Luttrell do? This is this is like the most Luttrell moment of Luttrell moments to turn yeah. up to Las Vegas and be the WWE villain that he is. Uh, this could be fantastic for him, or he could just go missing. So, What's going on with his seedy mo? He's cut the beard <laughs> off, and he's just got a moustache, and... Looks worse than Luke. I don't even have a beard. I'm gonna go that. <laughs> That's beard. what I mean. But you don't even have one. I got bumped. Uh, I'm, I'm all about the moustaches, so I'm on Latrell's side. <laughs> yeah, but there your, your, yours looks good, Tommy. All right, you're a sexy man, so it's fine. <laughs> yours is full. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, look, I like it, boys. I've actually gone manly. I've gone manly to beat the bunnies. I think uh, come if the man, come if the hour, Luke Brooks. Uh, he is the 5'8 at Manly. He's been named at 5'8 for Vegas. He's come from a system where, you know, he was the scapegoat for many, many years, 11, 12 years at the Tigers. He was Rookie of the Year for about 12 years. Well, touted to be Rookie of the Year for 12 years. I think he comes of age. I think Brooks will have... Uh, this is the best move he's made of his whole career, going to Manly. I think he needed a sea change. The best thing he could do, I think Manly get the win, 8-4. Nice, tight one. Yep. You heard it here first. Uh, you know, I could be wrong, but, yeah, that's what I think. 8-4. Let's jump into the second game. Broncos, Roosters. What do we reckon, Lukey? Mm. Brisbane. <laughs> no, I actually think I think that's going to be a really, really good game. Um, I think uh, Brisbane have got a lot to prove, considering they lost that grand final last year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tom, the Chooks, mate? I'm going Brisbane. <laughs> I think Roosters, I want Roosters win. I'll be cheering them on. But uh, we are shocking early rounds, particularly round one. Yeah. In the last five years, I think we've, we've lost round one. Um, there's some interesting picks, particularly on the bench for the Roosters, that I wouldn't have um, wouldn't have thought. Guru has been banging on at large that Nat Butcher is a lock. Yeah. Uh, sorry, he's, he's locked in for the second row spot. Siwa Wong and Tilly Tupanua take those spots. And Angus Crichton is in the in the down there reserves, Egan Butcher doesn't make the squad, and Nafua White is there. That is that's an interesting thing. So they're very high. Things... They're very high on White. Very high. Yeah, Robbo loves yeah. him, but they didn't love him last year. So yeah, I, I don't know what's changed there. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, I like it. I I hope the best for Siwa Wong, but I I fear a little bit for him being thrust in that early. Yeah. But I love Satili Tupanua. Ain't nothing silly about Satili, and I want to see him rip and tear. So I think that's a great, that's a great pick. Well, of course, it's the uh, the mighty Chooks for me. I think they get it done pretty convincingly too. I think uh, you know Glassjaw Reynolds goes off, and uh, that's it. Roosters win. Sam Walker field goal. Uh, let's jump into our next part of the pod. We got to start to finish up a little bit here before we get into our next part. Check out Clean Cut Family Meats if you live in the Emu Plains area. Head down to Clean Cut Meats at Lennox Village. Best butcher going around. You can get everything from sausages, lamb chops, steaks, the whole lot. Roast. They even do deli meat now too, so get your Devon, your ham there as well. Uh, Clean Cut Family Meats, local butcher, doing wonderful things. And if you mention the Ruck Infringer podcast, they'll give you 10% off your meat. So that's Clean Cut Family Meats. 
All right, Tommy, let's talk a little bit about our ladder predictions. Now, I wanted to lock in my early top eight here, and it is very, very early, but I'm going to give my top eight here. I want to hear your thoughts, and then maybe you can throw one in as well. So top eight, uh, locking it in at number one, I've got the Roosters. And look, I may be a little bit biased, but I actually think we're top two this year. I think with the players we've recruited, Dom Young, yes, is out for one week, but him and Spencer Lenu are great pickups for us. Connor Watson back at full strength, looks really good in the trial as well. I've got Roosters number one, Penrith two, Sharks three, and Storm four, because I don't think you can write off Melbourne Storm ever. I think they just keep on keeping on somehow. Uh, my five, six, seven, and eight in no particular order, I've actually got the Warriors, the Rabbitohs, Manly, and the Knights finishing up my top eight there as well. So I think, man, we come back. I think they make the top eight, and that is really good there. Tommy, what do you think, and have you got anything different? I wouldn't have the Sharks play so high, but I do agree with you on the Roosters. I think yeah. they are a first and second place side, and I expect Penrith to be there and thereabouts. Yeah. Melbourne Storm, I agree with you. I think the Warriors will go around good again, and I think they will be top three or four. Um, Manly could... Be, it all hinges on Tommy, of so course. we'll see what will happen there. i really got a rocks and diamonds feeling about Newcastle. Mm. And yes, Kalen's looking the goods, but we might turtle. Just decide that he's not anymore. Like, like that's really as frail, it seems, as Newcastle yep. are. Um, yeah, and then there could be a few Smokies. <clears throat> I love Scott Drinkwater, and so I think the Cowboys could pull out something. Jeremiah and I never really got run much last year, so we haven't seen him take full flight. Um, Lukey and, and some of those other boys Reese Robson, this is his year to really claim that number 9 jersey for New South Wales they could do some good stuff too Yeah, definitely uh, Do you want to give your early prediction early top 8 ladder prediction, Lukey? Oh, what did I say last week? Panthers? Uh, I think you had Roosters 1, Roosters 2 Roosters 3, Roosters 4 I think I had Roosters 17, actually <laughs> No, I think I had Panthers, Brizzy, Roosters, and the Warriors, maybe, I think, top four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so if I've got those top four, um, and, yeah, in no particular order from five to eight, I reckon... I reckon... Keep the listeners happy, mate. Come on. The, the Tigers. Dol- the Dolphins might sneak in there. I reckon, oh, the, I reckon oh, Dolphins. Yeah. I, I'm Jeez. not putting them at number five. I'm just saying five, <laughs> to, five to eight, any, any order. I reckon the Dolphins might make a run. Um, I've got... Uh, who was I thinking of today? Oh yeah, it sucks to say, but fucking manly. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon Luke Brooks is gonna have a stellar season. He's getting Dully M this year, hundred percent, hundred percent. Early yeah, prediction. Dolphins, uh, <laughs> manly. Um, oh no, I had the storm in my top three there, didn't I? I don't know. I had storm, but I don't oh know well. Then did. if I didn't I don't remember him, what if you I, say, if I didn't have them top four, storm, I'll chuck them in there. They got a pretty strong team. Um, and then for that last spot, I'm actually going to throw it to uh, a fight and it's going to come down to the death between the Cronulla Sharks and the Canberra Raiders. Is it their, uh, is it their mascots going at it? Oh, yeah, 100% on the sideline. Oh, I think a shark wins. Well, we had um, Elimination Chamber the other day for all you <laughs> WWE superstars, so we'll just get all the mascots in the cage and last man standing. Yeah, very um, nice. But, yeah, no, I definitely don't have the rabbits in my top eight well, uh, this year. I've that's got, good. Got them number nine. Sorry, love. Look, Tom and I are Rooster fans, man, so we, we really enjoyed that. Uh, we, we don't want to talk ill of the bunnies, but we like to see them in the lower half, so it is good. I do like to beat them on the big stage, though. Yes. That is one thing. So For sure. Yeah. Definitely. But that is our uh, ladder predictions. Quickly, before we get into our next part, check out our newest sponsor, Game Day Squad. Now, boys, if you like fantasy football, it's fantasy football with a bit of a twist. If you've ever played FIFA Ultimate Team, you get little card packs. Well, in Game Day Squad, you also get little card packs. You get free packs each week that you can open and get a new player just for your squad. And now we have some codes running as well. And... Uh, we have a little promotion going at the moment. Uh, I've called it the That's Gold promotion. And the Ruck Infringement Podcast, in collaboration with our sponsor, Game Day Squad, are giving you the chance to win a gold Nico Hines player card. Become the envy of all your mates today with this player card that will take your fantasy game to the next level. All you have to do is follow the details in on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and sign up with the link that's also provided there as well. But that is Game Day Squad. Now, boys, got some viewer questions. So let's get into that. Pretty interesting this week. Now, uh, let's start off with my favourite one. 
and it's other roosters off to a slow start again. This is from our good mate James. He's back. James is back. He's back oh, for 2024. James. James Jamesy. He's uh, Tommy. You don't know James, but James used to message us every week for a question. Good so on you, James. That's he, what we like. he's good, mate. And he said, "Are the roosters off to a slow start again, Lukey? What do we reckon? Are the Tigers going to finish last again? If <laughs> no, the that answer... wasn't a question. No, no, no. The answer is the same. <laughs> No, I no. I fear the answer is the same, Luke. I think that you're right. I think they are both yes. No, the Tigers are definitely not finishing last this year, and yes, the Roosters will be off to a slow start. Um, but it happens every year, Joey. You start off slow, everyone thinks you suck, I say you suck, and then you win five games in a row and you finish in top four. So, honestly, it doesn't really matter. Like, it does not matter. How, how many years in a row did you say, Tom, that the Roosters have started slow? Five. Five years in a row. Yeah. We've lost our and last five round ones. Yeah, but you've been in, you've been in the top eight for what the last five years, five six years longer than that, mate. There you go. That's exactly since, right. Uh, since twenty seventeen, I reckon honestly, you could lose the first four rounds and you still make top eight. 100%. Yeah. So yeah, I yep, like it. Yes, you're off to a slow start. Yes, you'll still make finals. Yeah. And I think uh, Tom said that earlier. He's got the Bronx there. But uh, look, if I'm going to answer that question, no, Roosters will not be off to a slow start. They will win round one and they'll go on and win the season. Uh, the next part of that question was another question. Can the Roosters get it done against the Broncos? We said that earlier. Uh, you both said no. You think Brisbane will win. I think Roosters will win. Let's move on to our next question. It's from a good mate of mine. Uh, he also runs a podcast called the Nighttime Podcast. Big Newcastle Knights fan. Uh, Dean Smith, he hosts the Nighttime Podcast. Uh, so check them out. It is pretty awesome as well. But his question was, who takes the half position in Newcastle and why? So for him, he's got Gamble at six. Cogger and Hastings are too much of the same type of player and we need Gamble's aggression. Tommy, what do we reckon? I'm not a Gamble fan. Um, no. He's a menace and that works well for him like 1% of the time. Uh, I think Jack Cogger showed what he can do when he just got thrown into a grand final squad and nailed yep. it. Yeah, they might be a bit similar, but I, I don't think they necessarily um, work against each other. I think they complement each other well. And mm. I think Jack Cogger just steers the ship and Jackson Hastings runs right. Like I see that being a good thing. They're both bigger bodies than Tyson Gamble too, so or at least Cogger's thick. Um, I prefer it. Yeah, absolutely. You in agreement, Lukey? That what Cogger and Gamble? Yeah, uh, Cogger and Cogger Hastings. and Hastings. Yeah. Um, yes, I know. Okay. I I spoke, to, I spoke to you the other week, Joey. I said that I think that um, both Gamble and Hastings play a very similar paced game. Uh, so I do think that if Cogger and Hastings were to go in, Hastings would be taking it very slow, and Cogger would be trying to go very fast. And yeah. I think that could obviously uh, be the downfall, but it could work. It could yeah. Pay off. yeah. So sure. um, I've I've got my reservations about it, but. You won't know until you try it. So um, I also agree with Tom. Um, Tyson Gamble? No. Just just not my man. So, if, yeah, I'd pick Cogger over <laughs> Gamble. <laughs> I think they're going to take a gamble and uh, do Gamble and Hastings and Cogger at 14. So I just wanted to get a little pun in there. but That was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And our last question from Ashley Hudson, good friend of the show. Uh, Lukey, this one's for you, all right? And it's Fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah. Cam McInnes, Ray Stone, Lockie Ilias. I told you I was not answering unless I was allowed to have Ray Stone and Boxy in a three-way. <laughs> all right? If I can't I, have that, I, I refuse to answer the question. Mate, I do not want to picture that at all. <laughs> but Boxy uh, does. No. <laughs> um, honestly, between those three, um, I'd probably... I rec- who do you reckon has more money, Ilias or Stone? <laughs> well, uh, Stone's been around longer, but I don't know. I reckon Ilias is pretty good with his money. Yeah, Ilias is a bit young. He's like he's younger, younger yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's pro- he's, he's, you know, he's agile. He's the Braith and Asta, so uh, I reckon he'd have a bit of coin. Yeah, okay, yeah. there you right. go. Well, Braith I'll, has a lot of coin. I'll marry Ilias, you know, go for his money. <laughs> um, Stone, I reckon me and him would get have a good time. I reckon he'd, invo- he'd probably introduce <laughs> some illicit substances or something, make me relax. Poor Cam McGinnis. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think everyone's going to pick that every time. I just, it's the teeth for me. I just, I can't. Why would you point that out? That's just so mean. Honestly, no one else said that but you. <laughs> you are just such a dog, man. Honestly. I can't help it. Well, you are just a, a shark. dog, honestly. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah. that's very good. I'd, I'd go Ilias, Mary, Fug, Stone, and sorry, Ennis. You're off. Yeah, very nice, very nice. <laughs> and that is it for our viewer questions. And just before we finish up the podcast this evening, uh, we had our answer to our trivia question from last week. What was now, the question? I reckon qu- I can answer it. The question was, who won the Dally M in 2023? Who was it? 
Oh, the Dally M. Oh. Dally M. No, what, no, I don't think it was Whiten. No. Mr. Wet Hair. Oh, Nico Hines. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, Mr. Wet Hair himself. When I first saw that question, my first answer was Cleary, and then I remember that I was thinking I, of him. Cleary the, hasn't won it yet. No, I was no, thinking of crazy. the Churchill medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, thinking yeah. of that one. So. Yep, so... And our trivia question for this week, and you can find the answer on next week's show. The question this week is a bit of a harder one. Are you ready for it? Who won the first ever premiership when the NRL began again in 1998? Me. I know the answer to that question. <laughs> and the answer is Luke. So if you think you know the answer, you can inbox us on our social media. And, or, I just told them. Ask another question. <laughs> or, or, or just say it was Luke. But uh, the answer will be revealed next week. I also know the answer to this. It's a very good question. Let's see if you know your trivia. But, boys, that is all we got time for on the Ruck Infringement Podcast this week. We'd just like to thank our sponsors, of course, Gibson's Country Style Jerky, Game Day Squad, Pickle Bet, Clean Cup Family Meats, uh, St. Mary's Rugby League Club, and also League Lids as well for all of their support and all of their uh, goodies that we get. You know, we got some nice little uh, merch packs as well. But don't forget to check all of them out on our social media and when the posts drop as well. I'd like to thank my co-host this evening in Luke. Thank you so much, mate. And to Tom for jumping in. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to check out Retro Rugby League on all your social media as well and give Tom a like and a plug and a bit of a follow as well. To Reese, thank you for producing, mate. Uh, you didn't really chime in with too much, but we really appreciate you being here. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And, you know, he, he brought the beers, so we got to let him stick around. To you, the listener, we want to thank Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. And just plugging our merch for one last time before we finish up, go to rugbyleaguemerch.com. Check out all our merch going, shirts, stubby holders, mugs, coasters, bottle openers, you name it. 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. That's rugbyleaguemerch.com. That's Luke. I'm Joey. That's Tom. Wherever you are, stay puffed. <laughs>